tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, AfterBuzzers. Welcome back to the original season two, episode 14. I love you. Goodbye. And we're starting with some rockin' in sync. Bye, bye, bye. I'm your host, Roxy Stryer. And you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And we are so happy that we have filled our fourth seat on the panel for good with Donald Romain. Hi, I'm Donald Romain. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Hi, Roxy. We're so excited um, to have you. We you, need fresh blood in here. Oh, I can't wait. I love this show. I love the characters, so I'm really excited to chat about it with you guys. Where can everybody find you um, if they want to talk to you outside of the show? If you want to talk, you can find me on Twitter at Tigris Hobbs, T-I-G-R-I-S-H-O-B-B-E-S, or just on Instagram as Donald Romain. Very, very cool. And of course, as always, the beautiful, lovely Katie Campbell. Hello, hello. You can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell, that's Katie with three E's, Campbell. And our amazing chat mistress, <laughs> Tiana Hobson. Hello, everyone. Tiana Hobson. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson, and I am in the YouTube live chat right now, so send me your predictions, your questions. It's a lot of happiness I'm seeing from... Um, the whole Jaylee wedding because people are liking the episode because they know I'm in the chat so they're being nice if you guys are wondering what that means that means on youtube.com slash afterbuzztv on Tuesdays at 6pm pacific time we are here live so if you guys actually go to youtube.com slash afterbuzztv Tiana will be reading your comments and incorporating you guys in our conversation which is awesome because we love hearing what you guys have to say and always you can reach us where we just mentioned on twitter or at afterbuzztv hashtag ABTV Originals or on iTunes on SoundCloud and make sure if you are on this video right now you give us that thumbs up we really really appreciate it it helps us out a lot and we want to know that you guys are loving the show and also we want to know what you guys have to say so make sure you comment but most importantly right now I want to know what you guys thought of tonight's episode so I'm going around the table what did you think we had the big wedding it was a huge episode this week oh I thought it was a great episode I like that I that um, Haley and Jackson actually got married mm-hmm. um, why were you debating whether that would happen no, I thought they should get married the whole time. I thought the most important person right now is Hope and is the baby. I was a little disappointed in Elijah. Yeah. He's he's my man, and I really, <laughs> really appreciate him. He's supposed to be noble. He's supposed to be selfless. And I think he really took a selfish avenue this episode. But, I mean, every every character has to do that at some point. But I was just disappointed in him. Uh, but overall, I was happy with the episode, and I'm really excited to see what's happening. You've got your twin Elijah fan over here. So the only yes. other person I know <laughs> as big of a fan as you would be this girl. What did you think of tonight's episode, Katie? I enjoyed the episode. I'm Elijah until I die, but I, <laughs> I do have to say that I'm glad the wedding wasn't a bloody mess. I'm glad that it was happy. I agree with you know you saying that hope is very important right now, and I think we need to protect her, and it needs to happen for the wolves. So I'm glad it was a happy moment, beautiful ceremony. It made my heart just melt. Any crying in tonight's episode? 
in the end. Oh, okay. In the end. But you held out. I'm really proud of you, and I'm impressed. Did you think I was going to cry the whole episode? Well, Tiana certainly thought you were, so (laughs) Tiana watches twice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I cried twice, so, I mean... You did? But I'm the bigger Jackson fan here, so she was just jealous because her man didn't get Haley because he was a little too late (laughs) to express himself, so there's that. Am I going to have to put something between you guys? Nope, we're good. I'm friends with her. But I do want to say that my favorite... Um, comment on the chat so far. Nicholas Kelly said, I wanted to go to that wedding and slap Elijah. So, I have the same sentiment. So, that's my favorite comment so far. Alright, I guess let's just get right into this wedding then. I mean, some people want to slap. I didn't think he was necessarily that bad. I don't know who was worse of the two brothers tonight. Klaus or Elijah. Everybody usually is so hard on Klaus that I think that we don't expect much from him. So, people weren't surprised by his actions tonight. But I actually think what he did was worse. He was the one who was trying to murder Jackson at some point. I'm annoyed. Was that your pre-chan? You're like, oh, girl. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm annoyed with Klaus in the sense of, okay, in the beginning he was telling Elijah, you know, you cannot interrupt this. She has to do this. You know, he wants to build an army. He's just so power-driven that that was running him in the beginning. And then on the end he's telling Elijah, aren't you upset that you didn't say anything? This is the girl you love. I'm like, what what side are you on? Power. That's the answer. Power. I think... so I, I totally want to agree with you, and I think you're right. I think what Klaus did was worse than Elijah because was it not a few episodes ago when Elijah was when he was destroying the moon the moonstone rings? Klaus was like, "Oh, you were right. If I would have just accepted Haley's pregnancy, none of this would have happened. If I wouldn't have been greedy for power." And here he is doing it again. He's going to cross Haley by killing Jackson. He's separating the vampires and the wolves. He's building an army mm-hmm. and. At the, it's he just didn't learn anything. He's doing the same thing. He's cycling all over again. And he thinks the army is his. And it's and it's not. Yeah. Well, isn't it partially his? He did have a big say in putting this army together. Whether people will give him credit or not, he really did. He had a hand in it. He was the one who nudged Haley towards it, or at least let her have it. He didn't murder Jackson yet, so that means that he's allowing it. I just think the wolves are going to be loyal to uh, to Haley because they keep pushing the fact that she's a queen. Mm-hmm. So I think she's going to be a queen, queen and she's going to be run. a for- no. <laughs> and he's and Klaus is preparing her to be strong, and she's already showed time and time again she's not afraid of Klaus. She's going to stand up against him, and these are her people, not his. But like the thing I wanted to slap Elijah about has nothing to do with what you guys. Oh no, this is true. Yeah, no, this is true. Yeah. Well, talk to me. What did you want to slap I Elijah just, about? Because a couple episodes ago, we had the big moment when Jackson kind of expressed his feelings for Haley, and we said on the panel, well, at least I did, I said that Elijah's not the kind of guy who's ever going to come out and just flat out say how he feels. Wait, hold on. Which one of the moments? Because we have had a lot of Jackson coming out with his emotions, feelings. Are you talking about when he finally says, I love you, and not because I was supposed to, but because, like, that major speech? Okay. Yeah, that major speech that he had. And then, I mean, there's a lot of flack from commenters and stuff saying, like, Elijah is that man who would say that. And I'm like, okay, well, here He's had this chance all this time, and even Haley calls him out for it. You've known how I felt this whole time. Now you're choosing today, the day of my wedding, to like try and say something like, don't even step at me with that shit. I'm getting the sense that (laughs) it it happens. We get passionate here. I'm getting the sense that Katie disagrees, though, because as I was talking, we're getting a couple eye rolls in here. No, no, no eye rolls. I just found it very interesting. I'm trying to pick a fight between you guys. We'll see if it works. No, we're still just always going to be friends. friends. I might pull her wolf hair every now and then, but it's cool. Fair, I get that. Alright, so what what are you thinking, Katie? I thought it was a weird moment that Haley is saying, like, 
that Elijah, he hasn't expressed his love. In the very beginning, she had issues with the whole hope thing, and she had, you know, she was off on her own trying to know that they have to hide the baby and all this stuff, and they were focusing on themselves because the parents were back and wreaking havoc, and then they had this unspoken bond. They've always had this unspoken bond. They, they say it through their eyes. Like, the moment that they actually hooked up, they say it through their eyes. So what is she talking about? She's expressed her love, and he hasn't. Well, I think, that that's the, I think the whole has. point is this unspoken part. I think that she's sick of the unspoken. But she's unspoken herself. I'm sorry. I, I'm, maybe I'm the only one watching this, but I just think it's a little weird that there's something going on between Haley and Elijah, period. I know it's unspoken. I know the bond's there. Ooh. But she just had Klaus's baby, and I don't and like and also Camille was with Marcel and with Cla- like I don't understand all this sharing. I don't think that it's appropriate, and I don't think Elijah should be approaching her on her wedding day yeah. with her baby in the room while she's in her dress. It's just very uncharacteristic of him. It's selfish, and I completely agree selfish. with you. Going back to the first thing you said, people miss that point all the time because we are just used to the fact that. I guess this is an incestual show. You know? Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Like you share siblings and wives and husbands and makeout partners. I guess it just happens. But yes, the fact that Elijah and uh, Haley were even a thing ever is obviously a problem. She has a kid with your brother. You don't do that to your sibling. But let's move past that oh, yes, for a yes. second because <laughs> they on the show they've told us you got to move past it. So I'm going to listen to them and say, all right, I'm moving past it. <laughs> so if I do move past it and just talk about tonight's episode when he comes into the room and it seems like he finally is going to give her what she's been waiting for, this big declaration, she does say don't do it. He was ready to do it, but too little too late. It's her wedding day. How selfish do you have to be to go ruin somebody's wedding day? Ridiculously. Just to come on the other side of this, because he did just come, I mean, I'm totally not on his side on this, but he did just come from a conversation where Klaus made it seem like Klaus tricked her into doing this, and it's against her will, in Did a way. Did you feel that way? I, I think that's what Klaus was kind of trying to get him to think, or at least Elijah understood it that way. Mm. I don't think that he still needed to go... I mean, you could just be like, hey, Haley, like, this is what you want, right? Right. Not not well, like, hey, I love you, but just like, hey, like, this, you're doing this for yourself and not for anyone else, right, is well, the way he should have approached it. And here's the thing, too, though, is he was chained up with his mom being tortured, and then he's <laughs> being fixed with Cammy, also protecting Hope, Haley's baby. So he's off doing some stuff that he has to do. So how can he express it when he's somewhere else? That's because true. She had nine months while she was pregnant to do it. Uh, okay. I have to say, I just wanted to touch on something <laughs> Tiana said really fast. I thought ahead. it was really interesting that Klaus, I don't think Klaus had to say anything to Elijah at all because I never got the sense that Haley was being pushed into this too far. She's such a strong woman. She does what she wants to do. She's, and Elijah knows and that about it. Elijah her. knows that. This wedding's happening. It's the day of, like, Klaus is just stirring stuff up, I feel like. And I feel like he's just, he's planting that seed of Elijah's emotion so that later down the road, Elijah's going to accept the fact that he wants to kill Jackson anyways. But Elijah knows who Klaus is. So after a thousand years, I would think Elijah would be able to say, I know Klaus is messing with me right now. I know he's trying to get me to go somewhere. But he doesn't say that. So I can't blame Klaus for this at this point because I have to blame Elijah. You don't. I know things are moving quickly, but couldn't you have said something to her the day before? 
a week before. Like, mm-hmm. really, when she's in her dress, that's when you pick the time to go say something? I just find it disrespectful. Obviously, she's going to be in her own head about it. If mm-hmm. the person that you just slept with comes to you on the day of your wedding, no matter who you are, that's going to mess you up. Mm-hmm. I just think it's true. And, and then, as far as the class thing goes, I don't know what his end game is here. I really don't know. Let's talk a little bit about Clayley fans out there. Because I know that Clayley fans, Klaus and Haley fans, are going nuts in this episode. There was some really weird eye contact, especially when at the altar. But Team Klaus and Haley, it was undeniable. I, I don't understand. Is Klaus doing this because he thinks Elijah's in love with Haley, or is he actually in love with Haley? Somewhere deep down. What are you guys thinking? I'm not sure if Klaus is in love with Haley still. I'm not sure. I, I'm kind of feeling like the chemistry that I'm reading across from it is like a parental love thing. Like when we share a whole Yeah, like kind this of is thing. this is our baby, our baby's back, like we're protecting our baby, like look what we've done, we've come so far from where we're at. So I'm not really getting that romantic pool. Could you see it? Because a lot of people, I want to get your opinion because you haven't been on the show yet. A lot of people, especially via Twitter, are loving Clayley and they think that they are endgame. They see, you know, seasons going by and and them sharing a child and them growing as parents and he's always protecting her, which is true. He is always protecting her and her always kind of coming to him with advice, whatever it is. They think they're they're building up to something. Do you think down the line? I feel like a Clayley relationship would be more of a king and a queen coming together out of, like, the ashes of what's been ruined. So if their town is going to get ruined or if their tribe is or what they built is going to be ruined and their relationship comes from that, yes, I see an end game. If it's going to come from a natural love or a natural occurrence, I don't see their end game. And I have to say, I don't know whether it's because I actually felt this way prior, which I, I was feeling, but now I feel so much stronger since we talked to Nathan in here. I'm such a Jaylee person right now. I just love their conversations, their vibes, everything. And what she finally said to him tonight was exactly what we're talking about. I should have told you. I wasn't forced into this. I'm doing this for me to finally feel loved. It's the first time she says anybody's ever said I love you. I don't know if I believe that, but that's a huge deal. You think that this really was the first time anybody said it? I feel like I can remember Rebecca saying it at some point. Or at least like a... I don't think it counts like that. I mean, it counts like... Hey, T, I love you. That doesn't count? I mean, it counts, but it's not... I think what she meant in... She meant in a romantical setting. I mean, unless you're trying to date me, which you're not because we both like boys. Um, (laughs) That's not the thing here. But I I think that it was so beautiful that she finally told him that because they have so many awkward moments because he's put his heart on the table for her. He said exactly how he feels. He's in love with her. He's ready to do this 100%. And then it's like, oh, it's our wedding night. Oh, this is awkward. awkward. <laughs> because he doesn't know where she stands. And there's a lot of things that happened today. Her looking over at Elijah and Klaus while they're in the middle of their vows. It's kind of like, what's what's happening? So yeah. I love that she finally was like, yo, you're my man. We're in this together. Ride or die. Let's make some babies. Yeah, I agree. With I want that. them to start making babies. Now. <laughs> is that what she was that a direct that quote? That was a direct was. quote. Let's make some babies. <laughs> Do we think that they did consummate the marriage on the night of the wedding? Because no. I feel like they ended up playing with hope. I think they played with hope. I think hope. they played with hope. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they should have. I think their relationship's still building. Yeah, yeah it was their yeah. first kiss tonight. Yeah. What, what's the thing with the jumping the broom? You know, she kept getting these brooms at her place and they said that it was an old wives' tale or whatever, that if she waited then they would let her jump the broom. I think the wolves just wanted power. I think they were just excited. <laughs> Super they're making things up at yeah. this point. They're just yeah. throwing brooms out there. There's um, many different things. And tricks. just going back to like the whole Clayley thing that we were talking about, I have some chat on our role Yo, here. chat mistress. Chat um, baby doll Turner says, Klaus is not in love with anyone. 
Um, except himself. Except himself, yes. And then <laughs> Gloria Hernan said, Klaus is in love with Claire- Caroline. <laughs> uh, you know Caroline drink. Oh, I have uh, to tell you, you're new to the panel, so you don't know. I'm the biggest Caroline fan, so that's a Caroline and Klaus combination. And every time I say it, people at home have to drink. So go to your drink. fridge and get the champagne ready. I'm a Caroline fan, too. <laughs> and, I knew um, I liked him. Just, uh, and my best friend, she watches the shows, too, and she's still hung up on that. And I just think, you know, bring Caroline on the show. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I don't know. She's on a different path now. She is. She's on a very <laughs> different path. I, I've been saying it for years, but you know, I guess uh, I could see her maybe coming onto the show eventually. Julie Pleck, are you listening? Because are you hearing me? This is what I want. <laughs> All right, chat mistress, is that what you got for us for now? Yeah, that's what I got. For okay, me. so here's what I want to talk about: the actual wedding because. Things went down at the wedding that weren't just people getting married. First of all, we've got this whole situation going on with Hope being back. She comes right before the wedding, and Haley's kind of like, yo, too soon, too soon. Like, why'd you bring her back? It's way too soon. And they're like, no, we can protect her. Was anybody else wigging out about this, thinking, uh-oh, Hope's going to get Mm-mm. something's going to happen? No. I think she's safer there with this whole unification ceremony going on. You think that she's safer because of the unification ceremony or because she's hoping we know she's got some weird voodoo power right now? Well, that too, which I'm really excited about and I want to see more of, but the unification ceremony, that these people, these wolves are going to be able to protect her. I think she's safer there than in this house that Finn found. Okay, what are you thinking about it, T? Um, I, I agree. I think that she's safer in the house because... At worst case, she has her immediate uncles and her aunt right there to protect her. And then above that, she now has Jackson and the werewolves to protect her, too. If there was some sort of an assault on the house, I think that she's safer to be inside there with all those people there to protect. What about you? you think I think she's... she's okay? I mean, I guess my question is, where? what's safer? Like, there's no, there's no place that's safer. There's no one that loves her more. Everybody... Not everybody, but the strongest people in that house are the ones that are going to fight for her. And if you don't fight for her, the strongest people in that house are going to kill you. So I don't see any place that's safer than the house. Let me ask you guys a question, and this is very, very out there, and I could be shut down. I'm not even saying it's necessarily what I think, but I'm just throwing it out there. When we see the kiss between Haley and Elijah, uh, sorry, between Haley and Jackson, everybody's eyes do these weird voodoo things, and now we know they can turn. Is there any chance that it wasn't actually the kiss that did it, but it was hope? that was working her magic and making the room be able to turn or whatever. Was she part of any part of this ceremony? No. I think it was the kiss. <laughs> I was actually, I thought, I was waiting for the kiss because I thought, okay, well, this isn't going to go through. Like, if Haley doesn't really feel this, then this isn't going to, like, I thought something was going to happen when they kissed and it wasn't going to be complete. It's exactly why I say what I'm saying yeah. because I don't think that, that while they're doing it now, that's the reason. But if ever Haley and Jackson don't work out, I think they're going to say it wasn't real it wasn't love fun. and it was hope that did her mm. witchy magic or something. See, I can okay. see where you're getting your theory from because I was questioning whether Haley was really into this or not and if it was going to go through. So, I don't know. I think it is out there, but I'm not I'm not saying it's crazy cuz yeah. it could be. I mean, I just have so many questions about this marriage now and What you got, girl? With the lineage <laughs> of stuff. So, everyone who was present at the ceremony can now control their their are they their hybrids now. They can right? turn when they want to turn. They can, they can turn when they want to turn. So, is that a gene that they will pass on to their children who are not who are not born werewolves but have the werewolf gene? Hmm. I 
And if you're, if one parent can control it, like say one parent was there, and then like some other wolf comes from you know some other part of the world, and then they get together and have a baby, will the baby have the ability to go back and forth too? There's just a lot of questions. I think around. if the babies, oh sorry, no, go ahead. no, you're fine. I was gonna, I don't think they would. Oh, I was gonna say I think they would. Oh, Ooh, okay. Oh, let's hear because, both sides. No, because I just thought that according to like the history of whatever the ancient stories of the wolves or whatever is that when they married and one wolf had a unique ability and shared it with the clan, I thought it then got passed down through the lineage. Okay, I could be wrong though. That's what I thought. So I thought like I, if someone marries into the clan, I don't think that they absorb the power, but I think through the lineage you do. You do. But it doesn't. Your your bite's not lethal twenty four seven. It's not like wearing the moonstone ring, right? Well, the yeah, yeah the bite is lethal. The bite, the bite is now. Yeah, the bite is lethal. But Haley doesn't. Haley does have a lethal bite. Yeah, okay, she yeah. Does. So there is a lethal bite. There's just such a swing of power. So since Katie's an actual yeah. wolf, I want to get your opinion on what happens. <laughs> I was just thinking that they wouldn't be able to just have that passed down because of the fact that. They had to be like a king and queen of the wolves, and it had to be a unification ceremony. You had to be there for it, and it can't be passed through blood. I, I'm not sure. It would be interesting to see. I think if they stay together, if the couple stays together, there's more of a chance that it lasts. And if uh, they fall apart, we don't know. This whole thing could crumble. But my bigger question about all of this was, and maybe I'm missing something, What's the deal with the head of wolves that Klaus drops off and Jackson's like, oh, wow, he's doing something nice. So these are wolves that rejected giving up their rings. And yeah. that does that mean or symbolize something like they aren't going to follow the rule or like I just don't think that it's a nice thing to ever drop a bunch of heads on somebody's step. Like they, they were opposed to the whole thing. So Klaus naturally just wants to kill them. OK. Did anybody else get anything? From I felt like I felt like it was. I, I was a little confused by it, and I felt like it was a struggle. You don't want struggle. that as a Christmas present? I don't want that as a Christmas <laughs> present, but I guess what he's doing is, in the end, he sees this as his army, just like Jackson said afterwards, like, these aren't your people. But, right. Um, so he's trying to get rid of all of mm-hmm. anything anything that could oppose his power mm-hmm. before they even get an opportunity to uprise. So I feel like Klaus is, again, setting up the little seeds to whatever plan he has. And when the all when all the wolves had their eyes changed like that, did you see the vampires' reaction? I think they're really scared. Oh, they should be. Of course, yeah. they, they should, should be. be. I now was surprised that, that there was it was all peaceful. Yeah, they can get bit any time now, which is really really scary. Yeah. I want to ask you guys more about what's going on with Klaus. Though we did touch a bit about um, a bit on the fact that he is sketchy, for lack of better words. <laughs> you know, we don't trust him. But what's the deal with asking them to all live under one roof? Is he trying to keep watch, mm-hmm. or is he trying to be closer to his daughter, who he's scared is going to, as Elijah said, have a better father? What, I, what is the end game? I think it was a power move. Mm-hmm. But you they know, don't by, have to say yes. They don't have to say yes, but by doing it and doing it in front of everyone, that's a power move. He, like, of, put like, them on you blast. Yeah, you're, like, putting them on blast. Like, I'm inviting you to, like, be welcomed here, and we're all going to live together. It's mm-hmm. it's totally his way of, again, trying to take the power away from Jackson in any way that he can. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. So do you guys think that they will inevitably move in then? It sounds like that's where we're going. I think they're moving in. I think Haley said it when she told Elijah, like, I'm sorry that I didn't know he was going to ask us to move in. But I'm just kind of piecing these together, and I might be off here, but I kind of think, I agree that it was a power move, and I think it, it's, it was all a power move. I think maybe Klaus mentioning to Elijah, like, 
don't push, like, don't mention your feelings to Haley. Like, maybe he already knew that he was going to ask them to live under the house in front of everybody. And by opening up that door and opening up that wound for Elijah, he knows Elijah, being the noble, upstanding guy he is, isn't going to stay in the house when he's broached that subject with her Mm -hmm. on her wedding day. And so he's pushing Elijah out so that he can have them under one roof. Maybe. You know, that's very interesting because this whole time when they were arguing, Elijah and Klaus, I was like, no, they just made so much progress in the fact Mm -hmm. that he, you know, forgives him and then all the things that have happened in the last couple of episodes, I found it weird that all of a sudden they're butting heads so easily again. Yeah. Yeah, he says, it doesn't take much for you to annoy me or back a couple hours and you're already pissing me off, whatever he said. I get it. Like, I mean, I have siblings, and we will be gone from each other for months, and then and we'll be on the phone with lovey lovey, and then we get back to each other, and it's like you're at each other's throats. I think that's really realistic, honestly. But Elijah just saved his baby, though. Like, mm-hmm. there's no gratitude from him at all. Uh, that's why I just think that there's a bigger motive here, yeah. from my sense. But what's the gratitude supposed to be? You're in love with my baby mama. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. And I but feel he like wishes for it. Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of. If you actually listen, if you listen to his words, he's pushing for it. But if you watch his actions, he's not really pushing for it, which is why I think clearly fans are saying he really is in love with her. I mean, pushing for it isn't asking her new husband to live in your house. He's pushing Elijah out, which is kind of messed up. I mean, did he even ask Elijah's permission? No. Which he's just, but he was, he was not pushing for it when he said, like I said earlier, when he told Elijah not to say anything, and then yeah. he was pushing for it when he's like, you stand up, you know, you're gonna watch her marry this other guy, how do you really feel? Like, he doesn't, he pushes for it, he doesn't push for it, it doesn't matter, whatever is gonna help him with his power is what he pushes for. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I don't know, I'm just really worried about them moving in and what that will actually look like, especially because now Elijah's moving out with Marcel. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Is he really... He says, I can really do a lot of good there. I can help. Is that an excuse? Well, no. It's kind of what he told Marcel he would do in the first place. Mar- he told Marcel he would take yeah. Gia. 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 <laughs> Every time! You know what? I don't even care at this point because, <laughs> because no matter so what she does, Gia. she pisses me off. I yeah. feel so bad, but she just... The character is so annoying. Yeah. The yeah. one thing we see from her tonight, Rebecca walks by, Marcel with his spidey senses, knows that it's Rebecca. She's like, do you know that girl? Jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Jealous. She knows. <laughs> Ugly color on anybody. Yeah. Jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys think about that moment that Marcel recognized Rebecca? I mean, at least that's how I interpreted it. Did anybody think of it as anything else? No. I, yeah, that's no. how I took it. Yeah. Was it like a, ooh, I miss you, or a, huh, this is interesting? I love them together, yeah. so I really hope that it's like a, hey, she's back, yeah, that's my girl. Are you going to have a problem with the chemistry, because this is not Claire Holt anymore, because we are so used to seeing these actors together, and now he's going to be, if well, they were together, making out with a different chick? If they have good chemistry, we haven't seen them interact yet, so... I could buy it, and it could work if the chemistry between those two actors works. I agree. I'm a huge Claire Holt fan, so I'm already on the fence about her chemistry with the siblings, period. Mm. And I'm not upset at it yet. I'm not 100% sold. She's got me at, like, maybe an 87.5, and it's growing. So she was walking into Lion's Den, and she did a decent job. Yeah, she's doing a decent job, and it's not like, like, like the first Esther, who was the last Harvest Girl. Like, I just never could get on that train. She was Uh, never powerful enough to be Esther. This girl seems like she can hold down Rebecca, 
But I'm just, I'm not done mourning Claire Holt yet, mm. but I'm willing to give her a chance. And if, like she said, if the chemistry's there with Marcel, then I think it would be great for the character for us to be able to accept that. I agree. What would have to happen in order for them to be together? Because I'm almost forgetting how they left everything off. I mean, all I can remember is them just being in dark basements with people, like, stuffed in the walls. That's yeah. what I think about when I think about their relationship. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, no, I just don't remember the last choice that they made or who made the last choice to walk when away she, or what happened she left yeah the town she, well well klaus kind of pushed, her, pushed out. her out and she wanted to go too yeah she was holding hope too she came back to hold hope but oh. she didn't see marcel then no marcel yeah. chose his people and the city over her and he's always yeah. done that and he's yeah so i don't think she's gonna be so forgiving so easily well she didn't even tell him that she was back She's not ready yet. She's, she's heartbroken. Not. She's hurt. She's, she's Rebecca. She just yeah. wants true love. And she can't have it with him, though. She can't have a baby. She can't have the things that she's always wanted with him. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about that moment. I thought it was really interesting. We got a great moment with Haley and Rebecca, and I've been missing seeing them together. And it's the exchange of the dress. And we have Rebecca say, listen, I have gathered all these dresses, but I've never walked down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Is it time? Do we finally want to see her get her white picket fence and her husband and her whatever? Uh, I do, but it can't happen right now because in order for it to be justified, Claire Holt has to be the one in the yeah. dress you think from, so? in my eyes. Like, I would love for Rebecca's character to get her happiness, but for me personally right now, the payoff wouldn't be as great if it's not Claire yeah. who okay. is playing Rebecca at the time. And I think she is in agreement with you too because she keeps talking about getting back in her whole old body and she's going to figure it out. So I think that... Well, she says she's going to not get into the old body until she figured out. Obviously, we'll talk right, about Cole but, in a little bit. But, but that's in yeah. her in her future. She wants to look for the new body after she sorts the Cole thing. Right. Out. But she's referencing it. Yeah. So we have hope. Yeah. She, <laughs> I she sure wants hope to so. be in that body. We say hope so much every time. I'm like, we're talking about the baby. <laughs> All right. So another thing that takes place at this wedding. This is the wedding ball weddings. Is we get rekindling of Aiden and Josh. Oh. So in tonight's episode, they really made us go on a roller coaster with these two, which I don't appreciate because yeah. I'm obsessed with them. And why are you playing with my heartstrings right now? First, Aiden ends things with Josh because it's gonna be too complicated. But it was a cute moment until he said, "Let's we'll go on a break." It was cute at first. And Josh was like, no. "What kind of a breakup is this?" Yeah, <laughs> and I would say the same thing. Are you breaking up with me? Because it sounds like you're asking me to move in with you or yeah, something. Saying, Let's take a break. That's different than a breakup. We learned that from well, Ross and Rachel. That well, is he true. said, <laughs> also, <laughs> he said, "Let's take a time out," and I feel yeah. like that's a breakup. Like yeah. saying, "Like take a time out," I would be upset also. But also, I felt like Aiden had really good reason. Like, he wanted to protect Josh. He wanted to make sure, but Josh never has had anybody protective of him besides Davina, I guess. So I can see how he wouldn't be understanding. But Jackson is able to talk some sense into him in a way. Which is really cool. When we had Nathan in studio, he told us we were going, one of his little teasers to us was that we were going to see a lot more of his second man, which is Aiden. So Aiden is now the VP. He's taken Oliver's place. I think he's doing. (laughs) <laughs> and I think he's doing a pretty good job with it so far. And I, I liked seeing their dynamic. And the fact that Jackson wasn't like, oh, don't do this. It's going to be too hard. He said, it's hard, but what do you say about a Without war? something you to fight, fight for. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we all wrote it yeah. down. We're all like, oh, <laughs> something, something about fighting for a war and that you needed somebody to fight for. So. Yeah, there's no chance to fit to win the fight with nothing to fight for. Right. So I really appreciated that moment. And I like that finally we get back to the wedding. And 
T, I call on you. Sorry, I just wanted to say something else about that moment. Because, yeah. you know, I love Jackson. <laughs> and and this was... Okay, so I have my three reasons now why I love Jackson. Yeah. One... Hey, what do you mean? Do, wait, <laughs> my, top, my top three reasons. Do we ask you to bring three reasons in? Nope. But, <laughs> but I just wanted to. You said that like I gave you an essay topic. I have my top three reasons why jo- Jackson is the man. Hit it, girl. One, he loves the kids, and the kids love him. Because okay. Hope, like, dove into his chest when she saw and him. And there was a squeal. Yeah. Yeah, there is a skill. So clearly that's meant to be. <laughs> Two, he's vocal about his feelings to the woman that he loves. And I love that in a man. That's a great quality. <laughs> Third, he's so cool with the gays. <laughs> like, he was just like, hey, we had the lovest love talk when you were 17. Like, yeah. if he's good enough for you, he's good enough for all of us. And I'm just like, Jackson, that's why you're my boo. <laughs> all right. I have to say, I'm really appreciative that you did that. I, I think that that's brilliant. I next week want it in sonnet form. Oh, okay. <laughs> but for now, pretty good. All right. Pretty good. Round of applause to Pete. <laughs> Chat mistress. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank all right. You. So then they find. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just want to say something about Aiden and Josh's relationship. I love the hand I, I took a yeah, note so. from Tiana. She did her handwriting thing. I just think that also when Aiden walked into the church and he sat on the side with Josh, I just thought it set a really big precedent for the relationship between the vampires and the werewolves. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, yeah, we have to accept the fact that Haley's a hybrid and she has a kid with um, Klaus and he's a hybrid and there's vampires and there's all these things going on, but we accept their relationships because they're stronger than us. Right. But we accept Aiden and Josh's relationship not because they're stronger than them, but because that's the precedent. It's okay to have a peaceful relationship between them two, and I think they're really setting an example. Yeah, I think that's a very strong point. I will say that the moment was a little strange for me because Davina sat down one second before. Like, I don't know why they did that. Katie, you had an opinion on why they had her sit. I think maybe because there wasn't an open seat there, but he made it an open seat by sitting next to Josh. Like, it would have been easy for him to walk in, there's an open seat, okay, I'll sit next to you, Josh. But no, there wasn't, and I still sat next to you. Yeah. That was good. No, was yeah. I'm, I'm feeling this love talk right now. We're having a major love fest, and I get it, because I am a huge fan of Aiden and Josh, and I hope that they stick together and people will support them, which it seems like they're doing so far. Let's move on to my other favorite couple. I'm just a little worried, because the vampires' faces, when the eyes changed, like I said, they were very worried. Mm. And Josh seemed a little worried when he's like, oh, my boyfriend and all of his friends are super wolves now. And he just had a worried look on his face. Definitely some foreshadowing going on. I don't want something to happen with their relationship. Uh Uh-oh. What's going on, T? Um... I'm just thinking of what could happen and <laughs> the, all the possibilities, and everyone in the chat is screaming at us to talk about Colvina. <laughs> okay, so we have right, that. Yeah, if we don't get to Colvina, we might start a raid or something. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta listen to what the people want, and I couldn't want this more either. I actually didn't know what to do with myself when we were losing Cole in this episode. I'm obsessed with Colvina. I knew it from day one, even when everybody still thought he was evil. I thought he was good, and I thought that uh, Davina was going to change him, and I really think she did, and I really think he had feelings for her, and people who say otherwise, I don't think he loves straight. And that's what I'm feeling. Who would, say, who would say Cole doesn't have feelings for Davina? Because he's notorious for being a ladies' man. I will say, in the beginning, I was very suspect about his intentions with young Davina. Because you it, should be protective. Because I'm protective of her, even though most of the time she pisses me off. Well, she's but, part of the witch tribe too, so you don't know that Tiana's yeah, a resident I'm, witch I'm, and Davina's a witch. Oh, a witch so. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, at first I'm like protective because everything we've seen from Cole, he uses girls to get what he needs, and then like you pump he and dump. He hits them and quits them. Yeah. yeah. No. You know, I don't know that one. Pump and dump. 
pump oh, and dump. Oh, <laughs> that's more vulgar. Than that's graphic. Yeah, yeah. it's like visual. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think he's pumping anybody. I don't know. <laughs> the way they kissed the first scene tonight. I don't know what happened after we faded to black. Okay, that's true. That's true. But I mean, I was a little suspect of him, but I do think that by the end of it, I do think that he ha- he had actually changed for the better. For now. He did surprise me when he still finished making that dagger, though, mm-hmm. because I thought we had squashed all beef with Klaus and we were all going to be all like kumbaya and stuff. But then it. he helps her and doesn't even say to her like, "Oh, I also made a deal with my brother that we're cool. We're not going to kill yeah. each other. I have to shoot to Donald because I just, I'm loving the." Hand I just want to say that I just think that that dagger. I was really confused about it, but then the more I thought about it, and then when I we were watching it the second time here in the studio, I mean, what is more of an ultimate sign of his love? for Davina than to leave her with protection from the one person that she can't protect Uh, herself against. It's exactly what I thought. Here's the thing. At Mm, this point when he's making it and when he's making it with her she doesn't know anything's wrong with him yet. She still doesn't know. So instead of being like I'm not going to do this also I'm dying whatever. He just finished what he started out to do because he loves Davina. Is it a little messed up to his brother? Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I really felt it was a testament to his love. And I, I thought I it was agree. really beautiful. And I don't think after watching, after Davina watched what Klaus did in the end, she would use the dagger. I don't think she would. Do, I mean, do you guys but, think? Okay. Uh, no, go. Well, I was just going to say, because I've gotten some tweets about this from yeah. Nicholas Kelly throughout the week asking if I thought Freya was, or not Freya, I'm sorry, if Davina was going to go after Klaus once Cole dies. And I was like, well, why would she? Because he doesn't have anything to do with it. It's actually Finn's fault. But Davina is known for misplacing her anger, mm-hmm. and all of her anger always ends up pointed towards Klaus. Whether it's his fault or not, she always goes to Klaus to point the finger and go for her revenge on. And they had to put this all in here because it's going to be something in the future. Like, I think we're going to see this dagger again. That's why it's in this episode. Maybe the dagger, I mean, it's super powerful, but have they specifically say it can only be explicitly used on Klaus? Because maybe it's going to come back and be the weapon that will help him get rid of Dahlia in the end, if it's such a powerful weapon. No, it's an interesting point. I I don't know what it's going to be used for, but like the White Oak, we should definitely be on the lookout for it. Because it's now here and it's here to play. There is actually an online petition right now, too, to bring Cole back. Oh, already. they should well, already. They I've, said I've that they were going to conse- they were going to so. consecrate his body in the New Orleans to bring him back because they can't. Which is great because he died as a witch. Mm-hmm. So I do think we'll get this reincarnation of Cole back, and I'm loving this reincarnation. Also, oh, it will be the same the actor. Body. I don't reincarnation because they were trying to find a way to get him to jump the body because it was the yeah. body that was dying. Oh um, yeah, that's one thing that Rebecca pointed out. You think we'll get old Cole? I, we better get old Cole. Um, I yeah. miss old Cole. I just am I'm very... I knew this was going to happen with Cole. I just huh. knew it. I said it last time with Oliver. We saw him become a better person and then die. Yeah. Um, Redemption is the path to death. That's mm-hmm. that's what we yeah. found out from this show. I want to take back my comment five seconds ago. I don't want old Cole. I want new Cole. <laughs> sorry. You're allowed to do that. that. No, you're no, I said to... old Cole and then I was like, no, sorry, yeah, that's maybe. not what I want. I want new Cole. I want both Coles and I want both yeah. Rebecca's and I want yeah. both Finns and I want all of the Esters. Like, I just love all of these people. I want everybody to come back. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk a little bit, though, about that ending moment with the all the brothers and sister. They come and they're there and Cole's like, this is all I ever wanted. I thought that was the most beautiful way that they could have possibly done that. What did you guys feel about this moment? Because this whole episode has represented family. You know, Mm -hmm. merging the families and saying I love you and saying goodbye. So what did you guys think about that final moment of Cole's life? 
I enjoyed it. And they always say, always and forever, and family first. And I think that was a beautiful moment that showed both of those things. <laughs> that made me almost cry. It was, it was a beautiful moment. I love that they all got to be there for their brother. Um, part of me wished that Finn could have seen the error of his ways, just to really make it a full family moment. I felt like if they could have all found peace with Finn before it all happened, that would have been kind of cool, but I realize it's too soon for all of that to happen. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I thought it was great because it is the one thing he wanted, and it's the one thing that they were never able to really express to him in the right way. They always cared for him. They always loved him. They just had their messed up way of expressing that to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. It was a really beautiful moment, and I just think after all the time, there's so many lies, and they can't trust each other, but this was like a 100% safe environment where everyone trusts each other. You could really feel the love. I am not on the Finn board, because I think he should die forever, (laughs) but um, I wish Freya was there. I just wish Freya had a connection with the siblings, because I like Freya, actually. I just don't like Finn. It's a great segue, so here's what's going on in my mind. We drew a line in the sand. There is Rebecca, Klaus, Elijah, and now Cole is on that team, and then there's Finn and Freya. Why Freya has picked to side with Finn, even after the whole Rebecca thing that she had... it just is kind of baffling. I think because she had the relationship with him when she was little. She didn't have a relationship with anybody else because she didn't get the chance to. Yeah, I guess, but she says she's been watching them. Finn's an actual monster. He he just is, and she appreciated all the great aspects of Rebecca, so what is she appreciating in Finn? Maybe she appreciates Finn because Finn's not a vampire. Right? Well, because Finn, Finn and she and Freya wasn't a vampire either. She's just a witch that sleeps for 100 years and comes awake for a year. And, Re- and Rebecca always had the want to be mortal, to not be a vampire, so maybe that's what she's so upset about. And she's not when they were interacting with each other. Yeah, right. and she she's a witch, so maybe she's accepting she's not accepting of vampires. Mm. She says that she wants to be with Finn because they need to protect them, each other now because Dahlia's coming back. I think there's strength in numbers. Why right. pick Finn when you could pick everybody? She must know something because Finn is a witch. He might be able to protect her in a certain way. Do you guys think that that could be playing into it? I just think that she's still on the same mindset of, you know, it's probably best to not have this child around because she's seen what Dahlia can do and she's trying to prevent Dahlia from coming and getting the rest of, taking out the rest of her family. And for that fight, she thinks that being with Finn is the right side of the argument. Mm-hmm. And maybe once she talks to her other siblings, she maybe thinks she can convince them of that. Well, my thing is, they were going to sacrifice hope. So, for the witches were going to sacrifice hope because the Esther from the dead said that we have to sacrifice the firstborn because this is what Dahlia would want. But Dahlia didn't kill Freya. Dahlia kept Freya alive this whole time, so if they were going to kill Hope, would that have done anything? Mm-hmm. Does Dahlia need to accept Hope? Like, I just don't understand the rules of what's going on. I think she killed Freya. Think, yeah, and so then Let's killing Let's continue Hope, yeah. this conversation in predictions, because now we're talking about Dahlia a little bit. We only have one minute for predictions, and I want to hear what you guys think are going to happen, so continue. I think that there's going to be a... There's going to be a split of the clans. There's going to be vampires on one side. There's going to be wolves on the other mm-hmm. side. There's going to be a sibling rivalry. Delia's coming into town. Hopefully Finn dies and Freya reunites with the siblings. Yeah. 
That's <laughs> wishful and prediction. We do have the parents lying there somewhere, though. They might That's come true. into play yeah. at some point. What are you guys thinking? I think the wolves and the vamps are going to split, like you said, and I do think that Dahlia is going to sense Hope's power because that's what Freya said. She senses the power and that's what draws her in. So I think it's going to be Hope and her little power here and there is what's going to bring Dahlia close. And I, just to go off of that because I agree with what you guys have said, but talking about Hope, there's a lot of speculation about what Hope is and her being a tribird, which would be a witch, vampire, and werewolf, which I would love to hear that explained to me because I was under the impression that you can't be a witch and a vampire at the same time. Hope is a whole and creature whole, herself. Hope in herself. So I'm just really excited to see more about Hope and what that what that will be like and what Klaus's plan is with Jackson because at one point tonight he says Jackson is mortal. So, you know, things happen. But if Jackson is now a hybrid, Klaus is a hybrid too, so doesn't that mean he's immortal? Yeah. You know, now here's the good news. The good news is we definitely will be getting answers to these questions. The bad news is it won't be until March 9th, which is when we will be coming back with our show. So we'll see you guys here on March 10th uh, and we will be live talking about your favorite show, the original but until then, I really want you guys at home to keep the conversation going with us. So where can everybody find you if they're looking for you on social media and want to talk about the originals? Social media, you can go to Twitter at um, twitter.com slash tigrishobbs, T-I-G-R-I-S-H-O-B-B-E-S, or Instagram, Donald Romain. And where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at KDE Campbell. That's Katie with three E's Campbell and Instagram at Katie Campbell 13. And I'm at the Tiana Hobson. And a shout out to Asma, Asma Mohammed. Happy birthday. Thank you for chatting with Ooh, us. Oh, um, thank you. There's your birthday shout out. Ooh, happy birthday. <laughs> and you guys can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at AfterBuzz TV. Make sure you're using the hashtag ABTV Originals as always on YouTube.com slash AfterBuzz TV, on AfterBuzzTV.com, on iTunes, on SoundCloud. If you are looking for us you can find us and we really want to hear what you guys have to say so let us know until march 10th we will see you then from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.